How do you catch helium? Do you even like playing football? When is the last time you peed your pants as a kid? It's Balloon Fest 86 this week on Why Do You Know That? Welcome to Why Do You Know That, the podcast that wants to know why you know so much about a very specific topic. I'm Nadia Osman. I'm Steve Slaga. Hi, Steve. Hi, Nadia. You know, I gotta say, we were gonna record yesterday, and mm-hmm. then you came down with a crazy case of vertigo. I have vertigo. Basically, what it is, is uh, it starts with me feeling kind of like dizzy, like the room is spinning. Like when you're super drunk and you get the spins. It's basically the spins. But then I lay down, and it'll get to a point where even if I rotate my head just like an inch, it's like the worst spinning. Like being in the Gravitron at a, at a carnival. And it only lasts, every time I turn my head, it only lasts like 30 seconds, but it's so intense, it basically just paralyzes me for the afternoon. Oh my just, God. But I take some Dramamine, I lay down, I'm good now, I'm like groggy, but I'm, I'm alive. And hey, if anyone out there has ever experienced what I'm talking about, where you just feel like you have the hardcore spins, it could be vertigo, possibly BPPV, and uh, take care of yourself and hopefully that knowledge will help you because the first time I had it, I didn't know what it was and it was scary. Email now us your symptoms. <laughs> Email us your symptoms. <laughs> at why do you know that pod at gmail.com. And as an expert, I'll let you know if you have it. Yeah, Steve will diagnose you. Yeah. Uh, you know who else? I've got one if you don't. I thought oh, of it in the car. Good, good. Thank God. I've got, thank I've God. got a segue thank in the God. car. Oh. A lot of people, when they get vertigo, it's from being up high. Oh, oh very good. Very good. That's the seg alert. It's also a noise that minions make. Uh, That's as good as any seg to introduce yes. our guest. Speaking of up in the air. Yes, today's topic. Uh, comes to you from our friend. She's a producer, writer, and performer, and you know from Crack.com. Please welcome Katie Willard. Hi, guys. Hello. Hello. Thanks for joining Hello. us. Thank you for having me. And you're here to talk about Balloon Fest 86, 86. baby. I don't yes. know if Nadia told you this, but when she told me the topic, well, first when she told me the topic, I thought it was a hot air balloon festival <laughs> because there's one, there's a balloon fest in Halloween oh. every year. So, But then when I found out what it really was I responded to Nadia and I said this is exactly what we started a podcast for (laughs) like this is textbook this I love it so I thought oh my gosh what happened at the hot air balloon festival in 1986 I'm excited to find out but it wasn't a hot air balloon festival no it was better (laughs) (laughs) yeah I I specifically was like try not to read a lot about it just so that I can have the element of surprise with you guys I was was gonna put in a disclaimer and say now normally we do lots of research and by lots of research I mean we peruse the Wikipedia page for like 20 minutes and we just get a gist of what it is because our guests are the experts on these topics however for this episode (laughs) I have deliberately done like about four minutes and quick scan very quick scan just to get a general idea so that I could be delightfully surprised by Katie's retelling of events. Mm-hmm. Yay! And all I've done is cultivated a few follow-up questions <laughs> for what I do know. So, okay, should I start at the beginning? Well, I... let's start with the question that we ask every guest. Okay. Balloon Fest 86. Why do you know that? So, I was doing research for an animated series that had a lot of, like, fucked up things in history and and moments in time and so I was doing deep dives on a lot of really random stuff 
and uh, I just stumbled upon this disaster and had to write a like a pitch deck for this disaster and so it was a lot of research and I was actually on jury duty when I was researching this so I had like a full day of just Perfect. sitting there reading all of these these articles and things on on balloon fest 86 and all the people looking over your shoulder at your screen being like what is she planning on doing what is going on it's here? not as not as weird as the time I did jury duty like a couple years ago and uh, people slowly being called in all day long. I never got called in. Instead, what happened is a friendship formed between three older women and a kid going to community college Aww. who started eating, um, like, I can't tell if it was fried chicken. I think it was just like a plain boiled chicken drumstick wrapped up in aluminum foil at like 10 a.m. Wow. Yeah. chicken. Yeah, and the women were like, that's the man that we wanted to like bond with today. So, well, at the end of the day, they were like exchanging phone numbers and keeping in touch about shit, and they had like made lifelong bonds. And I'm like, the chicken thing didn't st stop you guys? Yeah. This is a serial killer. Right? And Eating if a boiled chicken drumstick at 10 o'clock in the morning. It was insane. And I just kind of kept looking around being like, am I the only person that thinks this is weird? No one else thinks this is weird. Right. What is happening? When you're that age, your friend basket should be full. You yeah. shouldn't be looking to meet new people to talk to at jury duty. <laughs> that too. When you're an older person. You should have already had all your friends. Yep. Um, okay. One real quick side note that's going to bring it all back. Mm -hmm. I got on a jury once and I couldn't make it the first day and I had to call out of jury duty because of vertigo. <gasps> there we go. Tying it all there together. We go. It's the circle of life. <laughs> Very uh, nice. Beautiful voice. That Thank was really you. good. All right, bringing it back to Balloon <laughs> Fest 86. I didn't have a seg, I'm so sorry. Okay. So so give us like a, a quick log line of what this event is. Uh, a well-intentioned charity <laughs> stunt becomes a tragedy. <laughs> Great. In the span of less than a week. Uh, what I wrote down is the United Way of Cleveland. Of Greater Cleveland. Of Greater Cleveland um, in Ohio wanted to set a world record. Mm -hmm, which had previously been held by Disney World in 1985 for their 50th anniversary. They had done a balloon stunt that was produced by the same people. Um, that was kind of different. But ultimately the same, like it was a balloon release for the 50th anniversary. How many balloons did Disneyland have? Uh, let me see. Disneyland was... I assume it's similar to how much Cleveland yeah, did. Yeah, because Cleveland was 1.5 million It's insane. Balloons. Right. They wanted to release 1.5 million balloons into the air as a way to break a Guinness World Record. And then it was $1 for two balloons. That was the fundraiser. So every dollar that was donated, two balloons were, you know. What's the math on that? I'm bad at math. I'm now trying to do that. I don't even know how to do it's the like math. It's like half of 1.5, so, so. Yes. Uh, 750,000? Yeah. Is that correct? Dollars. Yeah, something like, that. okay. So that they were. that's the goal that they were trying to raise. Yeah. Um, and then uh, chaos ensued. <laughs> yeah, so essentially, <laughs> So essentially what happened is they, they set up the, the, there was a man named, uh, let me see, a man named uh, Treb Heining who had this company that did these balloon stunts and Tom Holowak who was like the, the engineer behind the stunt. And what they had to do was come up with a way to fill all of these balloons yeah. and prepare them for a release. 
So what they did was they had a, uh, they spent six months prepping for this and the whole stunt itself cost $500,000. Like the United Way had to put up $500,000 to do this, which in the long run after it, a lot of the public were like, this is $500,000 of the money that you raised is gone like literally they only made a net of two of a like $250,000 fundraising because the stunt cost so much money um so they had to set up this rectangular structure that was about the size of a city block uh on public square in front of terminal tower in Cleveland which is like their empire state building and the city was like it has to be a to have the strength of an actual building it has to withstand gusts of like 50 miles an hour so they had an engineer come in and build this to test these winds and it actually was great because the night before they were due to release the balloons like there was huge like a huge wind gust that would have like knocked everything over but because it was so strong it like stayed so it's this big square like structure with a net a cargo net on the top and uh he made the, it was the, the cargo net was made by the same people who made the space shuttle like he went to a special manufacturer of the net so they did try yeah oh for sure like there was a lot of pre-planning that went into this to the point where i'm like how it went so wrong i don't know i want to take it back for just uh, a quick second on two things mm-hmm. uh first off as i was looking at this i was like what does united way do I know the name. I know mm-hmm. it's a nonprofit. And so I looked it up and this it says our mission is United Way improves lives by mobilizing the caring power of communities around the world to advance the common good. Yeah. What the that's fuck does that mean? Not that's nonsense. That's, that's nonsense. That's gibberish. That's no what mission is that? It what means exactly? we we do balloon events. <laughs> we and, raise a lot of money to do we, a balloon stunt. And stuff. we give little kids boxes to trick or treat with. For <laughs> oh wait, no, that's UNICEF. UNICEF that's not even United Way. See, because in my head I was trying to think like, okay, why would this organization do this? Because I've worked for nonprofits and right. I've also helped run fundraisers for schools and nonprofits. Um, in many of my my past many jobs that I've had to stay afloat in Los Angeles. So I was trying to wrap my head around the idea of like, what on earth, like in what way does this connect to their mission at all? It, well, they, there was an interview on Gizmodo with Tom uh, Holowak that was like, there were just a lot of stunts happening in 1978. Like when he got started, <laughs> like people were really into like weird I was just stunt I was just stunts. thinking that because this would have been around when was Hands Across America? That was in the 80s also, wasn't yes. it? Yes. So it was like it was a lot of spectacle. Yeah. It was like just a mar- the marketing method du jour is like let's do something crazy. Okay. So it was just and we're seeing that now a little bit. There's a lot of like digital stunts. Um, I don't know if you guys saw this, but at South by Southwest the other year for Westworld, they basically built a Westworld and bust people out to fake Westworld where they could interact with character actors. And it was this big stunt for HBO to be like, go watch Westworld. Because, right. uh, I mean, I'm not watching that show about robot humans, but I guess it got more people on board to watch it. Right. So, And it's just to drum up press in like a very crowded field. So I get the idea of doing stunt marketing even then as a way to like push through a crowded field. I still question the whole balloon thing. 
Yeah, I mean... <laughs> as do you, maybe. It's just, it, it is just like, of all the things. Mm-hmm. Of all the things. Because I feel like paper is biodegradable, so if there was like paper lanterns, but I guess then there's fire and that would be tough to do a... 1.5 million, million of, of them, yeah. Just all right, so not paper lanterns, catch but everything still, yeah. on fire. Well, the thing is, is that so the balloons themselves were actually biodegradable. Oh, oh. Um, they're just slowly biodegradable, but they're biodegradable. Okay. Um, the problem, though, is helium, as we're finding out now, as all the party cities are shutting down. Helium is a finite resource that we are now almost like on. We're in a shortage, yeah. and you can't re- you can't make helium. It's it's if it's when it's gone, it's gone. So this is like insane. One point five million balloons of full of helium just d- gone, uh, which is upsetting because it is a finite resource. Yeah, I did not know that. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's because I'm dumb or what, but uh, I was talking to my mom about it today and she was like I I go, I think it's just because there's so much crazy shit going on in the world that it's yeah. like this is just another thing that's also happening. Yeah, sorry we can't worry about balloons We can't anymore. worry about helium. <laughs> the fact that there's almost no helium. Or where does it come from? It's Caves? A, it's a natural gas, so it comes from the ground. Just little he- I think. helium ducts. Yeah. Are people capturing it and putting it in glass jars? Are people hoarding it and is it easy to do and can you make a lot of money off of hoarding Yeah, can it? you buy helium rights? There's like a couple of, of industries that are dependent on he- like that they put a shortage, a cap on it because these industries need it to like actually make things as opposed to just like let's fill balloons and have fun at parties. Sure. Like, yeah. Yeah, I'm wondering what Disneyland's gonna Aww. do about balloons. Would there are no balloon? There won't be any balloons and balloons. Well, they did blow whatever a one million of them already on their on their own version <laughs> of Unless, Christmas. Christmas. Well, we don't know how many Disneyland did, so I'm imagining that Disneyland did like a hundred, and then United Way <laughs> was like, "Oh, we can top that." Well, that's the funny thing is Balloon Fest still holds the record for most balloons released at a single time, but I think that's just because everybody after it was like, "No more balloon stunts." Yeah, well, this it was sounds, the last one. Sounds like it's a success if it still holds the record. Oh Mission accomplished. Jeez, Louise. Ugh. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, United Way says, "Yeah, what the hell? Live a little. Go all in on the balloon stuff. Here's five hundred thousand dollars." And then they hand it to the man, and he says, "Thank you, Cha-Ching. And then, so at that point, they just provide a bunch of balloons. No. So they built the structure. And they put the net on top of it. And inside the structure were rows and rows of, of uh, like, t- tables and chairs. And they pr- essentially just got unpaid high school students to sit. Uh, they'd all sit at tables with helium tanks. They'd fill a balloon, knot it, and then release it. And the net was on the top of the thing. So they just released the balloons into the net at the top. That would be so fun for 10 minutes. Yeah, they worked around the clock. They had to have medical tape on hand because people's fingers were bleeding. Ah! <laughs> an event coordinator, they, I read a news article where an event coordinator was like, we need you to keep going. You'll be known around the world. <laughs> you know, like that sort of shit. Like what you're doing is important. And they had a like a local radio DJ like playing music for people. Um, so and just, I, I assume it's got to take at least a day. It took a like it was like the week before oh, the full week. So a full week probably more of, than that. A full week of twenty four hour 
balloon just balloon blowing. filling. And I, there's a quote from a woman named Mandy Basil who was 16 at the time. And she said, it was like an assembly line, nonstop. I was a tire. I was not a very good tire before the event, but after a while I could do it with my eyes closed. It didn't take long to get good at it. And fast, 20 seconds of balloon. So like people just became like just so quick at tying the knots and releasing the balloons. Oh my god. But why? <laughs> I can't imagine being in there and being like, I want to get better at this. <laughs> well, I think it's just a thing of like, after a while, it just becomes muscle memory. Like, that flashback, like, I'm sure Mandy is like a hit at all oh, parties, because yeah. she can tie a balloon like nobody's business. There's gotta be some kind of like, sociological study about like, being in a herd mentality right. where when you have a deadline and you need to get a thing done, it doesn't matter what the thing is, people will like You're go right. for it. Yeah. I that's my theory. I don't know that there's any actual scientific proof of this, but it seems like that's sort of the direction that all these poor high schoolers yeah, if you're like are a high school student and a, and a grown up is telling you like this matters. You're like, I'm doing good. Yeah. And you're like fingers are bleeding. And they probably got out of some school. Wait, Not what sure. time of year was this? Uh this was September. So okay. the beginning of this this Yeah, year. I bet there were a lot of high school seniors who could use this as an excuse to not go. Yeah, and they probably get volunteer hours. Yeah. Uh, uh so kids in school sold they like fundraising. Yeah, like elementary school kids would sell balloon like they they okay. do the fundraising of the actual balloons. Right. And they originally wanted to do two million balloons, but they only ended up buying I think they ran out of time and they only ended up filling one point four million 1.5 million with helium why shoot the moon yeah. on a world record like don't you just need to beat the thing like why uh, go above and beyond there's a lot of hubris in this whole thing <laughs> you know what i mean like a lot of unnecessary ego i guess they were really worried that with their 1.5 somebody was gonna come along and do 1.6 or something like that right right which, which prices does right them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and that does make you wonder what disneyland's was I do. I wonder. I couldn't. I, I'll, I can Google it. it. And if I don't find it, I'll just edit out any time I ask. All, uh, all, uh, <laughs> all I have found is, is, is any article I find about this, it just says the this record was set the previous year in Anaheim on the 30th anniversary of Disneyland. Like, that's all it right. keeps saying. It's just they did it, but they don't say what that record was. So oh, yeah. I keep saying 50th anniversary was 30th. There's no Not way bad. to. It's all right. There's no way to figure out, like, <laughs> I'm so flabbergasted by the idea that like if you're going to break a record like let's say the record was 50 and then you were like fuck that we're doing 500 it's just like yeah it's it's, it's a dick measuring contest but with balloons yeah and it's this and it's the united it's a non-profit it's a it's non-profit the 80s, man yeah you're right we yeah. gotta we gotta think big <laughs> it was one million disneyland was one million okay okay um, the caption says 30 million, so that's wrong. Yeah, that's not even <laughs> Disney, possible. Disneyland did 1 million. Okay. So 2 million. Double. Go yeah. fuck yourself. Yeah, not yeah. even necessary. Yeah, 1.4 is more like, okay, guys. Yeah. Not not so bad. So these high school kids are having trouble tying the balloons together. They're working around the clock. I assume that there's also adult volunteers involved. Yeah, like event coordinators and things like that. Do you know whether, like, the city of Cleveland just got really on board with this? Yeah. They were just so into it. I think okay. it was, like I said, everybody was just, like, drinking the Kool-Aid. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, it's a, it's a stunt. It's going to be amazing. It's going to put Cleveland on the map. Right. You know, I think it just this very optimistic view of, of what is what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. You know? Okay. So the kids are tying balloons all week. Mm -hmm. We've got a DJ playing. 
Spinning those those tunes. Spin those eighties tunes. Yeah. You got Madonna, early Madonna. Yeah. Like Borderline or something mm-hmm. on like non <laughs> Can you imagine like hearing Borderline for the forty fifth time as you're tying a balloon and you my Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fingers bleeding <laughs> yeah it, it and the but the night before there was this huge wind gust and because this it was structurally sound the balloons were fine um and then the day the actual day the launch day was uh september 27th 1986 and they knew that a rainstorm was coming so they wanted to bump up the launch to have it before all the clouds came in um, so they launched the balloons at 1.50 p.m. But everyone's at work. Well, it was Saturday. Oh, uh, okay. I mean, people were still at work, I guess. Yeah. But it was like, ah, this is a weekend thing. And everybody knew something was wrong pretty quickly. <laughs> because if you look at photos of the event, this, like, huge, they released the balloons, they open the net, and this big, like, plume of balloons go up into the air, and then they don't, keep going up because what had (laughs) happened is the pressure system the rainstorm coming in made the air heavy and kept the balloons because normally what happens is a balloon will be released into the air it will keep floating and floating and floating until it runs out of its helium and then it will fall to the ground but because of the the rainstorm the balloons all stayed super low they didn't make it past (laughs) all the clouds pretty (laughs) so uh yeah it a lot of shit happened uh because of these balloons because of this 1.4 million balloons that are now float hovering in the middle which where should i start with things that have gone that went awry oh wherever you want i almost want like a an aaron sorkin-esque detailed bit by bit of like the morning of balloon fest up to the release and then the aftermath so i'm looking at photos right now too and oh my god oh these yeah are beautiful it looks gorgeous it is a spectacle yeah just no thought of what could possibly have gone wrong but a spectacle in like a monster b movie monster way where it looks like like the one that i'm looking at looks like a a a still from some movie called like attack of the 50 foot jellyfish yes like it it's it's almost amoeba-y in its movements. Mm-hmm. It looks like a, a crazy-ass piece of coral turned into a mushroom cloud. It's <laughs> nuts. It's fucking nuts as I'm looking at these photos. Yeah, so, okay, first of all, it clogged airways and, and waterways in Northeast Ohio like nobody's business. People were getting in car accidents left and right because of the spectacle. It wasn't even because of the balloons. It was like that the balloons were obstructing people's views. It was like... People yeah. who hadn't been paying attention, and they're just like, "What the fuck?" And they just drive into somebody else because they weren't they weren't used to distracted driving yet because people weren't texting yet. R- exactly, people were just smoking cigarettes. Exactly, with the windows pulled up and their kids rolling around. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, when I was your age, you could smoke wherever you wanted, and you could drive, and then you just see balloons fly up. It was beautiful. It was amazing. It wasn't like now where you need to put every child in a car seat. We were all living our lives. <laughs> so that happened. Uh, the Burke Lakefront Airport had to shut down because there were too many balloons on the runway. Like, <laughs> could not take off or land. 
the all the people Philip putting the um the luggage in airplanes couldn't drive their little carts like shit could not work because there were so many balloons on the runway so for 30 minutes there were people like popping fucking balloons and like sweeping them out of the way so that planes could take but then i bet just more balloons would come in it was just it never ended can you imagine like being the last uh, plane that tried to take off or land in the balloons (laughs) what that would look like Ah, uh, this is your captain speaking. Yeah, uh, could Sully handle all the balloons? Our flight from Cleveland to Tallahassee. It looks like uh, it's going to be clear. Oh my God, what the hell is that? And people just being in the in the plane, like looking at the window, yeah. just balloons everywhere. Is this an airport? Is this how they welcome us? <laughs> I've never been to Cleveland before. Is this a Cleveland welcome? <laughs> Uh, the, there, one of the craziest things was there's a woman named Louise Nowakowski who, she was in Medina County near Cleveland and she had like prize winning Arabian show horses on her pasture. I don't know what happens, but I can't wait. Spooked the horses (laughs) to the point where they like broke their ankles, like fleeing from these things. And she ended up suing them. Uh, she sued the United Way of Cleveland for $100,000 in damages because you were like, fuck, guys, this is my livelihood, these fucking show horses. That is not the saddest thing that came of Balloon Fest. Uh, so just real quick, right now we're at a net total of $100,000 yes. then. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. So, yes. so and, now we've made $100,000. $500,000 for the stunt. So we're $600,000 <laughs> in. Plus multiple deaths. And or injuries. So that's what I'm getting to. Oh, no. So on September 26th, the day before the balloon drop, there were two fishermen, Raymond Broderick and Bernard Saltzer. They went out fishing and they reported missing by their families the next day. Right. They didn't come home. They were like, okay, we're going to go. The Coast Guard was like, we'll go out. We'll find them. So the Coast Guard, then they release all these balloons. The Coast Guard found the boat, but they didn't find people. So they were trying to search for these two fishermen whose boat had capsized and they were missing. But two things. One, the amount of balloons created a line, like just a minefield for the Coast Guard helicopter that it couldn't fly over the lake. And two, what do a bunch of balloons floating on the surface of a lake look like? human heads they couldn't find them they literally couldn't make out because there were so many balloons on the surface of the fucking lake no figure out they couldn't find these guys they had to call off the search on the 29th because it was just like we can't fucking see anything like we're trying but we can't and then uh and two weeks after that, both the fishermen washed ashore dead. Oh, God. So two people died because literally they couldn't fucking look for, the Coast Guard couldn't look for them because of all the balloons. Uh, and so Gail Broderick, the wife of Raymond Broderick, sued the United Way of Cleveland and Treb Herring, the guy who produced the whole thing for $3.2 million. All right. So so they didn't make any money. <laughs> no, in fact, they lost, uh, my rough estimate right now is somewhere about uh, like $2.8 million. Million. Yeah. And they roughly lost $2 per balloon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that math isn't right. No, I think it is closer to like they lost $4, four million. million. Yeah. Uh, and, and then people, so the balloons were biodegradable, like I said, but it still takes a long time to break down. And day, for like a week after the event, thousands of deflated balloons were washing up on the Canadian side of Lake Erie. <laughs> like, that, it made it that far. And people in Canada were like, what the fuck, guys? Like, this is a nice, f- beautiful, natural landscape. And there are hundreds of balloons on our shore. And it's disgusting. Yeah, and it's got to be like... 
I'm sure the most is in the first week, but I'm sure it's like months or even like a year later. And it's like you go swimming and you take off your water shoe because if I'm going in Lake Erie, I'm wearing water shoes. I'm wearing water shoes. Yes, yes, yes. Or aqua socks. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's just a balloon in it. Like that must have <laughs> happened for so long afterwards. Oh, yep. Judy, it happened again. There's a balloon in my water sock. How many balloons? So, I mean, what it ended up, not only the deaths and the damage and all of that, but like just like public opinion for this for the uni- uh, United Way just like totally tanked. No, like, sorry Cleveland sorry but you, they were all excited to do it so the city doesn't all get to turn their back on it when it didn't go well you were all in there you were blowing up the balloons you were all excited. And then once this happens yeah it was a lot of people who were like that $500 could have been spent actually you know benefiting the organization yeah. but it was used on the spectacle people were like the helium is a finite resource. Like this was such a waste of of, of uh, this resource, and then all the helium activists <laughs> out there. Well, um, people who like in the '86 were like, "Guys, this isn't a good idea." And now in 2019, it's like, "Guys, seriously though, it's yeah. a finite, non-renewable resource. We're you running out of helium." You have to listen now. <laughs> yeah, we literally are at a point of no return with helium. But then also it was the Canadians. Hey, hey, like, ho, ho, these party cities have got, got to go. go. Hey, hey, ho, ho, these party cities have got to what go. What side are you on? <laughs> Fuck helium. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then the Canadians who were so pissed because they were like, I mean, birds are going to eat the, these. Sure. Like, yeah. like this is, I'm in a nature preserve and there's hundreds, 140 balloons in the span of like. It's not just about the water socks. It's also about the like nature. The, yeah. The, the uh, uh, I'm, what's the word I'm thinking of? Like protected estuaries. Yes. And that kind of thing. Aviary yeah. protected Yeah, think areas. about how you have to cut the, when you get like a six, like six cans of a soda, how you're supposed to like yeah, cut those plastic turtles. things for mm-hmm. the turtles. Yeah. Um, like, yeah, the birds are going to eat all that. Yeah. So all in all, just a spectacular failing. Okay. So let's break down some of this shit because there's so many things to talk about <laughs> that could take up the entire episode. Okay. So in, in doing a little bit of this research, right, um, we've got, first off, it clogs up the land and the waterways of Northeast Ohio. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you've got all these balloons washing ashore the Canadian side of Lake Erie, mm-hmm. but not the Ohio side of Lake Erie. No, also the Ohio okay. side. So it's just, mostly just like that, how far it made, they made it. Just, and I'm They sure just all left Cleveland. <laughs> yeah. Just like, fuck Cleveland, we're getting out of here. But we, like, how we're going? We're going to Canada. Get insulin medication we can afford. We're going to go get that affordable helium in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> These balloons crawl, like, swimming through the lake just a little bit farther. We got to get to Canada. Um, yeah. Okay, so it's just balloons fucking everywhere. Yes. Um, in the aftermath of that, where it was the Ohio government slash the Cleveland government just like, well, nothing we can really do. Let's just let them sit there. There's no cleanup effort. I mean, it, there's really, there's no information about that. So what I'm assuming is it was just like, well, they're biodegradable. Like, they'll get there eventually. Let's just use the city resources to make sure that they're out of the street, you know, and that they're out of the airport and that, you know, with some cleanup on the beaches. But I mean, I think it was kind of just like, whoops. <laughs> Whoops. What a big whoops. Yes. Um, yeah, because I'm just, I'm trying to picture 1.5 million balloons scattered throughout such a vast area. Right. And 
what that does and where those things end up. Because I can't help but imagine them like ending up in weird ass spaces. Because mm-hmm. obviously, like you said, the, you point out the airfield, you know, obviously creates a giant problem. Same with the lake as these guys are trying to search for human bodies. Yeah. But then also just like, are they falling into chimneys? Do they just like fly into schools and kids get distracted? Like, I just can't help but imagine how many adventures other people ended up having as an aftermath to this right balloon well what i think happened is because of the storm it kept the balloons low and close so i don't know if they really like went far outside of that that centralized area i think it was like a lot of local cleanup but i would imagine that a few a few balloons made a journey you know to neighboring states homeward bound with balloons i mean you could still be like digging in cleveland and find a balloon and be like is it yeah is is it it from the fest probably is i can just imagine it was just a fucking nuisance it was like okay my backyard is covered in you know balloons ah judy it happened again Balloons are all in my dandelions. There's another first, balloon. First my water socks. Now my now my garden. Get them away from me. The dog's got a balloon in its mouth again. <laughs> I do have a, a little bit of a profile of George Frazier, who I think was the was one of the people in charge, mm-hmm. or um, he did something in marketing and communications for United Way Services of Cleveland. Um, He calls his greatest success and his biggest failure Balloon Fest 86. Unfortunately, the sky that day did not remain clear for long. Rain forced vast numbers of balloons back down as far south as Medina, where they spooked a horse who hurt itself on a fence. The Arabian horses. (laughs) Meanwhile, police crews searched the lake for a body, uh, complained that all those bobbing balloons looked like heads. Yep. Uh, And then the end of his profile... Frazier prefers to remember Balloon Fest for its conception and pre-mishap majesty. It's... <laughs> hey, you're the guy that uh, ruined everything with balloons, right? Yeah, 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 but I like to think about um, before the that. Yeah. Magic. Well, that's the thing about spectacle, though. Yeah. It's about the moment, not mm-hmm. about anything else. Yeah, it's just and like, they have it. Look at those photos. Yeah, it's insane. Also, the Jenna Snyder, as a spokeswoman for the United Way, was like, we would not do a balloon launch ever again. We've learned a lot in the last 25 years. I'm like, I don't think it takes 25 years to realize that that was a <laughs> massive mistake. Looking back, yeah. we've decided at this point in time we would never do this again. Really? Not now? at the exact moment it was happening and airplanes were grounded now that this thing happened and fucking ruined everything (laughs) and cost us millions of dollars Mm -hmm. we don't think we're gonna do balloon fest 87 the fact that it cost the united way like three point something million and i think that is totally fine i think that woman that wife was in her with completely within her rights to to sue them for that much money but it's very funny because it's like yeah, five hundred thousand dollars for the stunt to raise mm-hmm. seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars and end up paying out four point whatever million. I can see that exact moment where like the the people in charge saw the balloons like not go up any further, and somebody was like, "Did uh, did anyone contact a meteorologist? <laughs> Does oh. anyone know anything about weather?" Oh, I, I think Tom was supposed to. Uh, hey, Tom. Yeah. Tom, did you? You contacted the meteorologist, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, I left them messages. They never got back to me, but I left them messages. I oh, left a well, bunch of messages. I'm sure if something was going to happen, they would have contacted Yeah, us. don't check on that, though. Just trust me. I left something in my car. 
And he was never seen. <laughs> but you know what I mean? It's like if you waited two days. Like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, why did it, it have to fun. be that mm-hmm. day? It, I mean, I guess you'd have to wait wait until Sunday and see if, you know, the weather had lightened up and then wait a week. Yeah. But you'd already been, well, they'd already been filling the balloons for like, wait, like, would it really yeah. make that much of a difference? And I can tell you from all my years going to the Howell Balloon Festival in Michigan, the skies wait for no one. <laughs> Uh, what do we like better? Do we like hot air balloons or do we like regular helium-filled party balloons? Well, if it's going to be a disaster of too many, yeah. like, falling back down to the earth, I'd say regular party city <laughs> balloons. Also, yeah. <laughs> Imagining all these giant hot air balloons. Just a- staying low and just <laughs> creating disasters. People in baskets just knocking into buildings and shit. Do you know what's funny? The last time, I, the last time I like peed my pants as a child was <laughs> my grandpa Don owned a farm in Stillwater, Minnesota, and he had cornfields. Actually, this time I think it was soy. He had changed to soy, but there was a balloon, like a hot air balloon festival, happening, and we ran out into the middle, middle, middle of the field to be able to watch it happening. And I was like nine, and I just pushed it. I was like, I gotta pee, but I want to see these balloons. And then I stayed out there too long, and of course. It's difficult to get back to the farmhouse from the middle of the cornfield when you don't live in the farmhouse. Like, I'm from San Diego. I yeah. don't know the fields like kids who, like, live in the farms. So I ran because I had to pee, and I could not find the farmhouse. And I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know. And I finally found it, and I ran, and I ran in the... <laughs> I ran in the house and then literally got to the bat, the like the threshold of the bathroom and just pissed myself. That's the worst when it's so close. And it was too old. I was like ten. Yeah, I was too old to be doing that. But I just what are you doing, Katie? What are you doing? But also, she said the last time she peed her pants and then qualified that with as a child, child. (laughs) which means I'm a recovering alcoholic. I've peed my pants a lot in adulthood. A lot more than I care to admit. Not funny, but funny. Yeah. Oh, okay. it's totally funny. I wouldn't have said it if it wasn't ridiculous. <laughs> yep. Do you feel like the volunteers were also in a similar position where they're like, "I gotta piss so bad, but I gotta, I gotta tie up these healing bull. I gotta <laughs> tie sure so many balloons." Porta Johns, you know, just get up and go pee, and then come back and sit back down on a folding chair. The yeah. only thing that could have made this worse is just knowing like how many how many people lined up to piss in a porta potty to come back to tie more balloons. Yeah, you know they didn't have enough toilet. No. You know they there had, weren't they enough had toilets. Three porta johns for ten thousand yeah. people. And and all of the storefronts across the street put up signs that said customers no only. Yeah, yeah, no bathrooms. No bathrooms. <laughs> no bathrooms. And they probably were like, Yeah, 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 no, we got snacks. And <laughs> oh, yeah. it was like a Tiny bag of Lay's. Yeah. And a water oh, bottle. I was going to say, I bet like. One pizza for 10,000 yeah. people. Some guy bought like a 24 pack of high C ecto cooler and was like, this should be good, right? Yeah. For the day. Chucked it out to people and then immediately had no ecto cooler left. Yeah, like, it so was so poorly mismanaged that I'm also like, oh, people were probably hungry and thirsty. Mm-hmm. People were injured. Uh, I just remembered something, which is. Uh, I was trying to think before as I was doing the mental research of like both stunt experience and balloon experience. And I realized I have had balloon tying experience. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay, yes, and? 
Well, I was going to then put it out to you guys because I, I was, as you were talking about the volunteers, I, in my head, I was like, that's just so much work to go through for no reason. And then it dawned on me, I've been that person. Yeah. A volunteer. Uh, a volunteer. Well, what it was is uh, I was in Associated Student Body, which is student government in mm-hmm. high school. And we had to do things like set up balloon arches and columns and various whatnot for uh, school dances. Yeah. And that basically required an entire Saturday of getting a helium tank and putting these fucking balloons together yeah. <laughs> in like a spiral arched way so you'd have different colors and big enough so that you could be like be under it and this is pre phones uh, pre uh, cameras on your cell phone so it wasn't like there was where you know nowadays I bet nobody's doing this because it's just easier to rent or paint a backdrop and be mm-hmm. like this is for your Instagram selfies go but uh, it's a green screen put in whatever you want yeah exactly don't even come here here yeah. download the app yeah yeah exactly <laughs> I'm sure it's so much easier for high school students to do anything they'll they'll take a picture in any kind of lighting in, in this case it was like you know these balloon columns and the setup background and a professional photographer and shit because it's the early O's and. I remembered my hands getting like tired from dyeing those balloons. So as you were talking about the medical tape, I was like, why does this feel familiar to me? And I'm like, oh, fuck. I've been these stupid volunteers. Yeah. Oh, I feel dumber than ever. Well, and then I'm sure some of the balloons weren't even helium. I'm sure some of them had to be blown up by mouth. Some yes. of them that didn't need to float, you probably had to blow up orally. Yes. Ugh. Yes. I had to, I've blown up a lot of, I feel like I've tied a lot of balloons what, as well. I'm not good at tying. I have a tremor in my left hand, so tying uh, a balloon is like, it's, people are just like, you know what, fucking never mind. Like, you do something else because yeah. this is good. You super, so you can supervise. Yeah. You can uh, poorly write a yeah. sign with a marker. <laughs> like, you can what? try and figure that out, I guess, Katie. What's your balloon experience otherwise? <laughs> Hot. Hot air, regular, disaster, etc. Oh, boy. I... I want to go on a hot air balloon. I've never been. I think it would be fun. Yeah. But like, I will not, I don't want to tie a balloon. Well, I don't think knowing what I know now about how the the helium shortage, like, I don't think I'll participate in balloons. Like, it's not necessary for me that I would. There's got to be a a new gas we can use, right? There's got to be something. (laughs) It is weird to me that science hasn't like come up with a synthetic you make helium. air hotter and it goes up. There's got to be an easy way, way to, to put something it. into a balloon. Yeah, that's not a finite resource that we're running out of. Or maybe we'll just see a lot of paper lanterns at Disneyland. <laughs> and everything catches on fire. I'm going to Disneyland on Sunday and I'm really excited. Well, watch out for paper lanterns. I know, or just the balloons and the balloons. You're going to Galaxy's Edge. That's what they call Star Wars Land. Star Wars Land. For all you non-nerds. <laughs> well, yeah, don't get a balloon. I will not. Yeah. In solidarity with the helium shortage. Um, um, what do you have? I have some other fun Cleveland disasters. Ooh! Ooh. Let's talk about these other Cleveland Hell disasters. Yeah. Nadia's is yeah. clutching her necklace. She's <laughs> so excited. I feel like Cleveland is a cursed, is a lovely and cursed place. I don't have a ton of them. Um, the first one is the, they have, there's a river in Cleveland that has been lit on fire like 16 times because it's, <laughs> so it's so polluted. So polluted. Yeah. That it's just caught on fire 16 times. It was a runoff <gasps> from factories. Yes, I'm assuming. yes. Oh, no. Um, so they've got that. And then um, one of the mayors, well, then the mayor's his hair caught on fire once. Um, and But what his wife was also very well known because not only did the mayor get uh his hair caught on fire, but she was invited to the White House once and did not go because it was her bowling night. 
So those are just a couple of fun fun Clevelands for you. I think I've heard about the the river catching on fire a bunch before. I though yeah, I mean, it's, I'm sure the like fish a, and the ducks were like, fucking balloons, whatever, mm-hmm. bring it on. Like, we already are swimming in gasoline yeah. and paint thinner. Like, we don't, you know what I mean? Like, all of the flora and fauna were like, so we've been through worse. Also, I'm, yeah, I'm trying to remember the geographical layout of the state of Ohio. Yeah. And it's, I was born in Ohio. Whoa. Really? Cincinnati. Look at that. But then I moved to California when I was like two and a half. Okay. So I learned I how to spell nothing. Cincinnati from the movie Babes in Toyland with Drew Barrymore and Keanu Reeves. Oh. Ah. They have a whole song. I come from C-I-N-C-I-N-N-A-T-I, Cincinnati, the best town in O-H-I-O, Ohio, USA. That whole movie is a fever dream, and I suggest everyone watch it. I'm going to have to because I don't know how to spell Cincinnati. This seems like an easy way to find out. Yes. It, yeah, it's on Lake Erie. There's Lake St. Clair. Um, and then that's like Cleveland is Lake Erie. That's the big one. I just have this theory, and it doesn't really hold up because major cities are on waterways. But I have a theory that I just came up with that um, landlocked places, every, like they're just crazier because they're like, it's like a type of cabin fever. Like we're in California. We feel like, oh yeah, the end of the, the end yeah. of the land is right there. Like right. I don't feel trapped in yeah. New York. You don't I feel can trapped. go to the sea. Yeah. And if you're in like Omaha, I just feel like maybe you get a little bit of Omaha listeners. Let us know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Write to us at why do you know that pot at gmail.com. I have a bone to pick with your theory. Okay. That's fine. I just made it up. <laughs> Florida. Oh yeah. Florida's you know what? Florida's surrounded a... by water. I... It's just full of fucking water, and that place is fucked up. I think Florida is a dog in a room full of mirrors, where there's just so much water and space that they don't know what to do. Someone had a joke that was like, Florida's the only place where the more north you go, the more south you go. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Florida's the only state where, like, if you're deep in the, like, down in the south in the panhandle, it's actually more, like, vibey. But then if you get up north, yeah. you're, like, more into like the, the United Florida, States. Like the Florida-Georgia line, yeah. Yeah, it's I believe that. not great. <laughs> I feel like Ohio is kind of the Florida of the Midwest. Ooh. In a way, is that whole water? Just in that boat, both seem haunted by the ghost of Native Americans killed. Yeah, yeah and and both seem like places where shit. Like if you told me, oh, Florida has a river that's just full of gasoline on fire, I'd go, of course it does. Yeah, there'd yeah, be yeah. no question about it. And same thing with Ohio. Versus if you told me about that about like North Dakota, I'd be like, really? Yeah, it doesn't seem like North Dakota. Yeah, to North, me. North Dakota is so. Arid. Yeah. <laughs> North Dakota's got some plains. Yeah, yeah. it's just so snow, much land. Thick ice. Yeah. Yeah. And there's is. so much fewer people. <laughs> yeah, maybe Ohio is. But I feel like it it lacks the like cultural pizzazz that Florida has. Because Florida yeah. has the, the cultural pizzazz of Florida. Yeah, <laughs> I think like there's areas of That's Florida fair. that are yeah. that have My, external has influences. Yeah, there's yeah, there's uh, Cuba and yes. there's all sorts of shit that is like influencing sure. that state, not just backwater crazy meth gators and yeah. like. Well, I mean, when you've got. 50 states, you're bound to get a Florida in the mix. Like it's statistically, you're going to get a Florida. Yeah, it's like people who are come from large families of like seven or eight kids, and then they'll be like, well, we have the one brother. And I'm like, yeah. of course you Florida. do. But yeah, you have a Florida brother because you there's no the odds. There's, mm-hmm. Yeah, 
there's no way you everybody got it right. Yeah. And that's okay. That's Genetically okay. something yeah. went askew. Yeah, it's, it's bound to happen. Have you ever been involved in a disaster, whether man-made or natural? Like, th- not necessarily... Uh, it, it's sort of a weird question to ask because it's like, uh, you could say maybe an earthquake or something like that. But like, have you ever been a participant or been around when something, something insane has happened? Yeah, similar to the people who got to eyewitness balloon fest on the side of the freeway, being like, "What the fuck is that?" Before crashing into another car. You know what? I don't. I don't really think so. Like anything on that grand a scale. Like I think about the. I mean, this is really kind of bleak, but like the thing that my, I was, that I guess I was a big part of is the guys from my high school, four guys who were the year above me, murdered a guy, uh, like beat the shit out of him and he fell on the curb and broke his, like, uh, broke his skull and died. Um, And it was like national news. And I remember being in college, my, freshman year and turning on the news because they did like a 2020 on it and uh seeing my uh history teacher who was also the football coach like being interviewed about this was like really bizarre um and I was a cheerleader at the time so like I cheerleaded for these guys who like then went on to murder a dude with their bare hands oh my god yeah and it you was- were a cheerleader <laughs> <laughs> That was my takeaway, too. Varsity cheerleader, baby. <laughs> Holy <I> shit! <laughs> no, but Jesus Christ. And that's, like, that's the thing that was, like, known on the national level. level. The Bird Rock Bandits. It was a bunch of rich, fucking stupid, fucking white dick heads with toxic masculinity who would, like, tag, you know, buildings with b- spray paint. And what ended up happening is, is these four guys... They went to a bar, were drinking underage. They ran into this guy who was a surfer. He accidentally spilled his drink on them. He walked home. They followed him home. They beat the shit out of him in front of his house. Um, And then he fell, hit his head on the curb, and then later passed away. And what ended up happening was because I'm from La Jolla, which is an affluent area of San Diego, I myself didn't grow up with a lot of money, but I went to school, a public school with a lot of people who did. Like Veronica Mars, there's the 09ers and then, yeah. Exactly. The three of the guys were from a rich family, so they all snapped up really good lawyers. The fourth guy was like one of seven children from a working class Mormon family, and he got pinned with being the one who struck the last blow. So they all turned on him, essentially, in court. The three guys got off, I think, maybe with community service, and then the guy ended up going to... But he was also, like, a dangerous fellow. Yeah. He was a guy who, like, made me uncomfortable. He was still a part of it. Yeah, but, like, he got totally hosed because he didn't have the money to to pay for a good lawyer. Um, Yeah, so that is... (laughs) <laughs> that is like the thing closest thing I can sure, think of. Sure, sure, Thanks sure. for asking, Nadia. As like a na- from a national level. I'm sorry I've re-triggered your trauma. I mean, it was, I didn't really know the fellow who passed away, but I knew the guys who did it. Yeah. And they were all like, you know, a year older and football players. And Ugh. so they were all like really aggro and we kind of hung out adjacent to them. Sure. Just have a so note for know. all you high school football players out there. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. Fuck you. Do you even like football? Go home, lay down, turn off the lights, ask yourself if you like football. Just like get under the covers and really, really, really think about this. It'd be like, do you actually like 
this dumb bad sport. My favorite thing is my little brother who is nine. They live in Norman, Oklahoma, which is a huge OU. It's a huge football. Oklahoma is a huge football state. And he is like really smart and likes to do theater and also loves sports. Good luck. And he was going to do, they start you doing tackle football at nine. So he was, he had one more year that he could do flag football and then he had to start doing tackle football. But he's really gotten into theater and he wants to do theater this year instead of football. Good. And I was like, fuck it. My yeah. dad was so, he was like, I mean, we were going to support him, whatever. But he's like, I would prefer to have a child that doesn't have traumatic brain injuries and aggression Fair. and like is stressed. So instead, he was just in Frozen, uh, Sooner Theater's production of Frozen. Oh, yeah, like yes, hell yes. Yeah. Now yeah. he can lie down and think about like how great he is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, speaking of Frozen, this so uh, <laughs> segue <laughs> kind of. Well, okay. So that guy Tom Hollowalk, uh-huh. that's how you say his name, yes. I think. Okay, so he was the project manager of Balloon Fest '86, and um, it, I found that thing that you were talking the about Gizmodo, earlier. Yeah, yeah, where they chatted with him. Um, and so I, I just want to very quickly read a little bit where he talked about his, where he said, this is more about me. He said he'd been doing special events logistics since about 78. He lives in Southern California. He met Treb Heining yeah. in 84, just as Treb had gotten the contract for the for 84 Olympics oh, opening yeah, yeah, yeah. and closing ceremonies. <laughs> mm-hmm. Were there also balloons? Yes. He, okay. So that's just a shtick? Yeah, He's I was going to say. Balloons. The balloon guy. Anyone can do that. It's very specific, I guess, yeah. to know the, the I mean, math of it. Are you going to hire someone new for your balloon launch, or are you just going <laughs> to go with the guy that did it did, before? Did, has done And balloons. he's just going to every pitch for every company, like, I got an idea. Balloons. Balloons. <laughs> and then he's like, that's my pitch. Thank you very much. And then he walks out the room, and, and then, then they're, they're like, like here's 500000 yeah, He was confident. Yeah. Did anyone notice that confidence? Give him the money. <laughs> And all the balloons. And all the balloons. (laughs) Apparently, they designed the logistics of filling hundreds of balloons, Mm -hmm. duh, that made Olympic rings, and then cheerleaders moved them to spell welcome, and then let them go. them into the sky. So then they also worked on the uh, anniversary of Disneyland in 85, which is the one that was the record that they were then. So they're just trying to break their own record. Yeah, it's literally the same people. It's just who hired them after to break the record, like... Yeah, same people. They're breaking their own records. So then in 1990, he caught the attention of Disney and worked at the Disneyland Hotel and Park till 95. That seems like a downgrade. And I don't know what you, what do you mean caught the attention. It sounds like they found his application. Yeah, they were like, That's like me being like, this fell uh, behind the filing cabinet. Who's this guy? Well, luckily, I caught the attention of the assistant manager at the Red Robin and uh, was offered a hosting position. <laughs> big logistical stuff for Disney though for most of his career and now he has lived in Hawaii since 98 and has been the manager of a theater at a community college since 2001 this guy made out Scott fucking free he got to work for one of the biggest corporations at the height of its like renaissance when people got really back into Disney all he did was send balloons into the air badly and and badly badly (laughs) and now he lives on a perfect island and manages a community theater I, bet I hate him. <laughs> I hate him. I hate him. Do you know what's funny though? Reading his like his interview in Gizmodo, I'm like, oh, this guy just like he was. He's not a non thoughtful individual. Yeah, like he seemed. He, but it is just. And it had gone. If it weren't for the weather, it had gone well. Mm-hmm. Every other time he's done it. Yeah, there was no reason to think that this would be any different. 
and uh, it just was. <laughs> well, I guess like the storm approaching yeah, could be considered. Yeah. It's also just wild to me that they decided to break their own record for no good reason. I mean, it could just be a thing of like, hey, we saw what you did. United Way was like, we saw what you did with Disney. We want to break the record. That's like, They may not be the ones who are like, oh, it has to be X amount of balloons. But like, I think about what it seems like to me is, so I'm going to use this this like example of a disaster, but the Challenger, what happened that led to the Challenger be- launching and exploding was that people at NASA were like, we've been saying this is going to happen for a week and people are getting antsy. Let's just fucking do it. That is what happened. And the guy who knew the O-ring was like frozen as he was, they were like, is it fine? And he was like, I mean, I don't there's a chance and they were like well we just we just have to do it because it's been so long mm-hmm. so i can imagine that people were like well it'll it i mean it's just yeah. a little storm like it shouldn't be that terrible and have all that pressure yeah of of this they've said this is the spectacle this is when it's going to launch and and you know to lose the support of the public then it's like what's the point of the spectacle yeah so i can imagine they were probably pressured into to releasing it you know uh a question for everybody here if you could break a world record, what would you want to break? Hmm. Thoughtful, pensive, insightful moment. Pie what eating you know? content, like pie eating, the most pies eaten in a certain Ooh. amount of time. I like that because it's also like a very like, um, it's not like some of them get so specific yeah. where it's like, oh, the oldest a man from Denmark to eat the most blueberry pies. Like just something that's catch all, I yeah. ate the most pies. Yeah. Me, I'm of Katie, I ate the most else. pies. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. Uh, uh, apparently professional eater Joey Chestnut, I guess that, I don't know if that's a real or fake name, wolfed down 13 apple pies in eight minutes at the Johnny Appleseed Festival in Brunswick, Ohio. Ohio! Yay. It all comes back. Uh, there's That's apparently also an annual World Pie Eating Championship that is usually held, it says, at Harry's Bar on Wallgate, Wigan, Greater, Mass- Greater Manchester, England, um, <laughs> since 1992. And uh, that involves like meat and potato pies or oh, like vegetarian no. shepherd pies. You want like a sweet pie. Yeah. yeah. You want to eat 13 apple Apples pies. Apples or pumpkin. Pumpkin yeah. seems like it would be easy to. Ooh, yeah. I can eat Point. a pumpkin pie myself. Yeah, yeah or like I agree. a coconut cream, something, something that's that, more of a paste. Yeah, yeah, yeah just like down the gullet very quickly <laughs> in order to win. What about you, Steve? I'd want to see if there are if anyone has records for the most attempts at setting a record, and then I want to. <laughs> I just want to beat the record for most attempts at beating a record. <laughs> oh my god, that's good. It'll never make it. it into the books, but hey, do they Maybe. still make books? I don't. I don't think it has the same. That's the other thing is I don't think Guinness records have the cachet that they did back in the day. Because you think about like all the weird shit you watch on the internet. It's like the spectacle yeah. of a world record isn't as big of a deal. It's anymore. almost like because of YouTube and because we can put everything online. Like we've all done it all. Yeah, we've like all everything's seen been all done. The things. Yeah. Like um, even if the balloon thing happened, uh, the balloon fest uh 86 happened now we if it happened right now we'd be done talking about it mm-hmm. tomorrow yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah it would be oh my god did you see this thing the end yeah which is what be... i thought Firefest was going to be mm-hmm. and so when it kept going on and on i was like well, this, documentary. Is, yes. this is hilarious and then by the time it got to the documentaries i was kind of over it but felt compelled to watch because it felt like well if we're going to talk about this 
disaster fine but like then it almost felt like a overreaction to how much people reacted to the actual disaster right it became postmodern yes <laughs> well that's the thing like with my the my job that i do like producing live television is like trying to pitch ideas for like bits that we can do within it segments we can do within it and people would pitch like oh like what if we did we had viewers like come up with this meme like this meme but like for the you know the show and it was like the show is in three weeks no one will be talking about this meme yeah like this we will have already moved way past this and gone on another yeah. like it just we won't remember so fast yeah yeah i found some people that letters to the editor about balloon fest um because the event got all this widespread publicity mm -hmm. um and so i just wanted to read to you guys a couple of the things that Ohioans, I believe, wrote in. Yes. Floyd Riemenschneider of Yakima, no, Washington. These are, oh, this is national people. Sorry, <laughs> not Ohioans, my bad. Sorry, Floyd. Floyd uh, talks about, okay, they all got released into the air. And then he says, it seems to me the money spent for this stunt could have been used to much better advantage. Seeing as how most of the funds were probably from donations from people who donate because they believe their money is going for a good cause, such as helping out the more unfortunate. And I can't help but be like, Floyd, you're spot on. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what compelled you to write into the editor to talk about how spot on you are. When you're not from Cleveland. <laughs> you're not from there, but you know what? But Yakima, Washington is lucky to have you. Uh, this was another person. This is one of the helium activists, I suppose. William F. Corrett of Woodbine, Iowa. A little bit closer. Why do these people care? Well, he's a helium activist. <laughs> he said, it sorts. is most distressing to see pictures of the mass release of helium-filled balloons as such activity involves the loss of a non-renewable resource. He's ahead of the curve, William. Merely to gratify the urge to observe a visual spectacle. Once released, the helium is gone forever, and this rare gas is hard to come and is much needed in non-frivolous scientific and industrial activity. activity. Yep. Um, and then we've got one from P. Allen Woodliffe of Morpeth, Ontario. Canadian so on the, and Canadian. Yeah, over on the other side. He says, a short time ago, I was walking along the East Beach of one of the special natural areas. I don't know what that <laughs> means. In Ontario, Rondu. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Sorry, Canada. Provincial Park. I was greatly dismayed, however, when I saw balloons along the shore, not just one or two, but many. In an average 200-yard stretch along the East Beach, I counted 140 Jesus. balloons. In the same average distance along the South Beach, there were at least 300. This translated anywhere from 10,000 to 15,000 balloons scattered along the eight and a half miles of shoreline. Uh... And then he goes on to talk about how they're hazards to the wildlife, which again, <laughs> true, true. I just don't entirely understand what made these people decide to write in to talk about these things, apart from just now that we can really uh, know what the people were thinking right. at the time. Well, but the thing is, is like the letters to the editor were the comment section of society sure. at that point, right? Sure. So it was like, you know, people would just be like, from a different state entirely, but here's my opinion. You know what it is? It's like Twitter made all those people that would write letters to the editor talk all, all the day, time, all night everything. long, and yep. then talk directly at you. Easier, yep. and in an easier way, too. Yes. Right, and be able to say things like, listen here, you cunt, or yep. whatever, you know, the horrible things Don't that... Don't put my personal Twitter <laughs> 
Don't put my internet persona on blast. If you have <laughs> questions, you can write to us at our Twitter handle. Listen here, you cunt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, it, no. Our Twitter is weird because it's like the character count. So it's yeah. why do you know pod? And Instagram is why do you know that pod? It's, because the internet is dumb. And listeners, thank you for bearing with us. No. <laughs> we're figuring it out. We're, so, we're trying our best. We're... So sorry. I do have a little information on the helium shortage. Yay! This is the third time it is, we've had a global helium shortage. Because I guess um, finding and getting helium is unreliable. Right. Um, so this is helium shortage 3.0. And balloons and parties and stuff, not even that big of a... Not even really what, the, what it's all about. Because helium gas doesn't burn. It's useful for rocket engines. And because liquid helium is so cold, it's used to cool superconducting magnets used by MRI scanners. Oh. So it's a lot bigger than just party cities closing yeah. down. It's like healthcare and rockets and stuff like that also. Right. That was like when uh, the hurricane hit Puerto Rico. They Puerto Rico manufactures like um, IV bags. Mm-hmm. Like um, the majority of a lot of our medical like equipment is built is made in Puerto Rico, and people were like, "Oh, there's a shortage of like IV bags. Like we can't get shit here." Yeah. Because, like, but people don't realize that because they. Yeah. Tiny bubble. No, no, Tiny no. Bubbles. I'm an American 2019. It's all here and ready for yeah, me. Yeah, like it's give me my balloon. Fine. Get me my IV. I'll just Amazon it. It'll put helium my in my IV and I'm ready. <laughs> you just <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> it's Funky Winker Bean. Wee. That's the world record I want to break is trying to figure out how many balloons I can hold on to to float away in like a Mary Poppins umbrella style fashion. Yeah, like the guy who tied all of the balloons to his uh, launcher. Yes. I want to up myself. <laughs> <laughs> I want to figure out how to up myself out of uh, the hell that we live in. Yes. But uh, remember, balloons run out of helium. And yeah. Then they and, fall then, to and, Earth. Then, and then eventually I will fall. I will plummet to my death. Yes. Um, one more very exciting thing for nerds. Um, 97% of the world's helium is produced as a waste product collected while processing natural gas or producing liquefied natural gas. Huh. So that's another problem is there's helium that's being let out when they're trying to get other gases but they don't know how to like collect it or hold on to it so it's, it's just amazing like, to me that we can't science can't figure anytime out. there's something that science can't figure out i'm like how <laughs> but you can do literally everything yeah, else you can do this this and this but you can't put a bag over you it and do, the bag will you collect can the do helium heart surgery through an, an artery in a in your groin yeah. like how the fuck have we not figured out yeah it does feel like there should just be like a like a butterfly net kind mm-hmm. of thing and it's just like and got it but not mesh not mesh right. not mesh like not, not keep, space shuttle level yeah. mesh no keeps it inside keeps yeah. all the helium in there and then you just suck it out of a hose or something yeah and you put it in a tank and you send it to the MRI scanners or the yeah so we can all I like that away. I yeah. now know the majority because I couldn't I just all I knew when I was doing the research is that there were it was industrial purposes mm-hmm. that, that helium yeah. is needed um that can't do the certain things that they do without the helium. But I didn't know the specifics. I'm glad to know it's MRI yeah. machines. And what about blimps? What do they use? Uh, helium, don't they? Because they stopped using hydrogen because of yeah, the... Yeah, because <laughs> it didn't go so well. <laughs> I think they just use, like, hot air balloon technology. Yeah. Like, heated air. Yeah, that, that sounds right. Now, let me see. Hold what on. about the Macy's balloon? Macy's balloons. Oh, good point. When, like, giant Pikachu comes down Fifth Avenue, what is that about? 
Here we go. In 1958, the giant balloons in the Macy's Thanksgiving parade were filled with air instead of helium because of a shortage. So 1958, I think, was shortage. Okay, so it was the 50s, the 80s, and yeah, now. Yeah, 1.0, 2.0, now we're in 3.0. Helium is in the Goodyear blimp. Guys, what are you doing? Goodyear, good. Go home. Lie down. Think about. Think what of, is the blimp really doing besides yeah. every so often? Oh, hey, it's a Goodyear blimp. Do you and even driving down the four, the 110 or the 405 and, and seeing being it? Yeah. Like, Hey, it's there. Yeah. Oh, it's like, not Oh, there. it's in Carson or wherever. <laughs> yeah, by the Ikea. Yeah, I was just about to say <laughs> Ikea. Goodyear blimp, I need you to go home and I need you to like really think about like, yeah. do you even like being a blimp? Could you just sit in a field? Yeah. Could you you're, just more do people community can come, theater? Yeah, exactly. More people can come enjoy you if you're just in one location. Could you mm-hmm. become like a Yoko Ono art installation of some kind you, instead? You could just be, it's the, the, the Ikea that everybody used to go to before the Burbank Ikea and then also a go-kart place <laughs> and then and then the Goodyear Blitz. Yeah. That's, that's, it's fine. Why and maybe one of those like real half-assed laser tags that got tacked on like last minute. Like it's just like, a, it's just like a big dark warehouse with a couple <laughs> of need, boards. We you need another behind. activity. Yeah. Uh, laser tag. Just clear out the warehouse. It'll get some sets. Spray paint everything. Yeah. We'll put get in some, some black lights. Yeah, some neon paint. Make it look like the moon. And then, got, like, at 10 a.m. every Saturday, some guy in tactical gear and, like, really awful-looking sunglasses, like, I'm here to play the laser tag. And then he just just totally biffs on, like, yeah. tiny children. Just trips a bunch of kids who are there for a birthday party. Got him. Yeah, he doesn't got even him. try to get them in laser tag. He just trips them. <laughs> That's his M.O. He goes to kids' parties and trips all the kids. That's me. Um, I found this uh, thing that was an episode of WKRP in Cincinnati, not Cleveland, Cincinnati, but they uh, there's a turkey drop episode um, that's like a publicity stunt gone wrong, where basically the station drops turkeys from a helicopter as a goodwill gesture um, to to think the birds could fly, and then the birds just plummet and then splatter in parking lots. (gasps) Um, and oh no! I immediately went to frozen frozen turkeys. turkeys yeah. yeah, like for Thanksgiving. Like and how bad that things. was yeah. because they're just gonna fall on people. It's just boulders. It's just a just a frozen <laughs> just turkey frozen falling into your living room. Frozen turkey. <laughs> just missiles. Just fucking missiles. But I'm what are the odds that one lands on a dining room table? <laughs> oh, everybody's just ready to go. And then the husband that forgot it was like. Gotcha! <laughs> you thought I forgot it. I Surprise! It fell from the sky. I planned it. I'm just saying there's worse things that could happen than balloons in Ohio. Even though this is fake. <laughs> Even though this is completely made up for TV. I'm just saying... It seems inspired by. Yeah, it seems... I can't tell which... is a chicken or egg thing. Like, did the TV show happen and then United Way went, You know what? Drop uh, things in the sky Wait, might when did work. The, when did it air? I'm gonna now. I'm gonna look it up because um, it might have been like, oh, this happened. Yeah. This is, show takes place in Cincinnati. Maybe we do something like. And they did do other. There was another one. I can't remember, but there was another like very special WKRP in Cincinnati that was about like a ripped from the headlines thing. So they could be a very finger on the pulse kind of program. Uh, it's the seventh episode of the series Turkeys Away, which aired October 30th, 1978, despite being the Thanksgiving episode. So they... It predated the the spectacle. Well, like the right. guy said, in 1978, when he started in the business, it was all about the publicity stunts. Like, that was yeah. where everybody was at. Yeah. And then it's just the turkeys fly out, fall, and then whichever one survived 
turned on the crowd and attacked in the episode. <laughs> and then he's just like, I swear I thought turkeys, as God is my witness, I thought turkeys could fly. Um, a classic app. And yet, there's no way that they think that they could have predicted the 1.5 million balloons that were going to descend upon no. well, I guess sister city. I guess. Well, we know balloons yeah. fly. <laughs> <laughs> Did they, though? No. They d- <laughs> Didn't think it through. Okay. And what if those turkeys were above the pressure system? Would they have? Would they have flown easier? Would they have floated? Just like we're going to do once we stick it in the ivy bags. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> once Puerto Rico gets all their factories up and running. Once the healing shortage ready. ends. Yeah. And uh, once they lower the prices at Disneyland. And once, oh my God, all the sad things we've talked about today. This was a morbid episode, but I want to thank yes. you so much for coming thank on to you. talk about it. Thank you for having me. Katie, is there anything you want to plug at this point? Uh, Where can people find you? I am on Twitter and uh, Instagram at K-A-W-I-L-L-E-R-T. So that's at K-A Willert. Yeah. Beautiful. Thanks so much for coming on. Thank you. me. Yay. Thanks for listening, everybody. If you like the podcast, share it with everyone you know, any way you know how. Subscribe, like, rate, and review us on iTunes. If you've got questions, comments, concerns, whatever, you can email us at whydoyouknowthatpod at gmail.com. Or if you're more of a picture person, follow us on Instagram at whydoyouknowthatpod. Or, hey, if you want to hang out on Twitter, follow us on whydoyouknowpod. Different because Twitter has weird restrictions when it comes to characters and handles. Let's do this again sometime. Okay. Uh-huh.